ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so last time then we started Surah Al-Ghashiyah and we did the opening section of it. The first seven ayat هَلْ أَتَاكَ حَدِيثُ الْغَاشِيَةِ وُجُوهُ الْيَوْمَ إِذٍ خَاشِعَةِ عَامِلَةٌ نَاصِبَةِ تَصْلَى نَارًا حَامِيَةِ تُسْقَى مِنْ عَيْنٍ آنِيَةِ لَيْسَ لَهُمْ طَعَامٌ إِلَّا مِنْ ضَرِيعٌ لَا يُسْمِنُ وَلَا يُغْنِي مِنْ جُوعٌ That's the section we covered last time up to there. So today we're starting from ayah number 8. وُجُوهُ الْيَوْمَ إِذِ النَّاعِمَةِ لِسَعِيهَا رَاضِيَةِ فِي جَنَّةٍ عَالِيَةِ لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة So in this section now then from ayah number 8 it mentions that other faces on that day will be joyful. Other faces on that day will be joyful. Because you remember in the first seven ayat last time at the beginning of the surah, it was talking about the faces that were humiliated, the faces that were degraded, But now the opposite, the faces that will be joyful. Faces on that day that will be joyful. Glad with their endeavor. Meaning glad with what they had done. Their good deeds which they did in this world along with the true faith of Islamic monotheism. So glad with their striving, glad with their endeavor. Glad with the good deeds and what they had done in this world. In a lofty paradise. La tasma'u fiha laghiya. Where they shall neither hear harmful speech nor falsehood. In a lofty paradise. Where they will not hear harmful speech or falsehood. فِيهَا عَيْنٌ جَارِيَةٌ There will be a running spring in there of water, of liquid, a running spring 
إنذا فيها سرور مرفوعة and there will be thrones raised high وأكواب موضوعة and cups that are available cups at hand ونمارق مصفوفة and cushions set in rows cushions set in rows وزرابيو مبثوثة and rich carpets spread out so this is the section we're going to look at today then the first ayah wujuhu yawma idhin na'ima that there will be other faces on that day who are joyful a na'ima bima a'taha Allah azza wa jal من السرور والثواب الجزيل that they will be overjoyed on that day because of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them from the great reward they will be overjoyed on that day because of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them from the great amount of reward لِأَنَّهَا عَلِمَتْ ذَلِكَ وَهِيَ فِي قُبُورِهَا فَإِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ فِي قَبْرِهِ يَنَعَمْ يُفْتَحْ لَهُ بَابِلَ الْجَنَّةِ فَيَأْتِيهِ مِنْ رُوحِهَا مِنْ رُوحِهَا وَنَعِيمِهَا فَهِيَ نَعِمَةِ So a person already knows when they are in the grave of the goodness to come a person already knows when they are in the grave of the goodness to come. Because when a person is in the grave, if they are from the righteous, and they are from the good and the pious, then they already get the blessings of the grave. Na'imul qabr. They already get the blessings of the grave. And one of those is يُفْتَحُ لَهُ بَابٌ إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ That in the grave, a door is opened up for them looking into paradise. That is one of the blessings for those who are in the blessing of the grave. That a door is opened up and they can see into paradise and the beautiful fragrances of paradise, they come into their grave. فَهِيَ نَاعِمَةً So those righteous ones, they are going to be in a state of great joy. لِسَعِيهَا رَاضِيَةً So they are going to be in joy. They are going to be in a state of joy, happy with the good deeds that they did, happy with their striving in this world, and the actions and obedience that they did, they will be happy with how they spent their life, and how they used it in the obedience to Allah and worship. أي لعملها الذي 
عملته في الدنيا راضية لأنها وصلت به إلى هذا النعيم وهذا السرور وهذا الفرح فهي راضية لسعيها بخلاف الوجوه الأولى فإنها غاضبة والعياذ بالله غير راضية على ما قدمت So this group of people being mentioned in this section now they are going to be overjoyed with their actions and their deeds that they did in this world because those good deeds and those good actions have now led them to be in that state of blessing and happiness and joy in the afterlife so they are overjoyed with what they did with their lives with the striving and the endeavor and the pursuit of obedience of Allah they are happy with all of that then in the afterlife having now seen where it has led them to to that great blessing of the afterlife and that is contrary to the first group that we spoke about last week those first group of individuals whose faces are humiliated and disgraced they will not be in a state of joy they will be in a state where they are severely upset at themselves and angered by their state because of what they did with their lives from the evil and the lack of obedience and the lack of worship they will now be in a state of disgust and a state of humiliation not in a state of joy so these individuals who are in a state of joy because of the good deeds they did then allah tells us they will be fi jannatin aliyah they will be in a lofty paradise in a lofty meaning high paradise al jannah hiya darun naim allati a'addaha allah azza wa jal li awliya'ihi yawm al qiyamah fiha ma la ayna ma la ayna ra'at wala udhuna sami'at wala khatara ala qalbi bashar the lofty paradise it is the abode of blessing that is the residence the place where all of the blessings occur and it is that residence that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for his friends meaning for the righteous for his awliya for the righteous and the pious who were obedient to him allah has prepared that paradise for them and in that paradise that is prepared for them on the day of judgment for them to enter on the day of judgment the paradise is actually right now already created but on the day of judgment the righteous will enter it and in that paradise 
There are going to be things that no eye has ever seen and no ear has ever heard and no imagination or thought has ever imagined or considered. It has never, there are going to be things that have never occurred to anybody. Things that have never occurred to anybody. Things that لا خطر على قلب بشر They have never occurred to any person before. They've never imagined or thought of those affairs. It mentions in the Quran in another part فلا تعلم نفس ما أخفي لهم من قرة أعين جزاء بما كانوا يعملون that a soul does not know, a person does not know what has been kept concealed from the coolness of their eyes, meaning from the blessings they are going to be given and they are going to be overjoyed with. They do not know what has been kept concealed yet in paradise for the good deeds that they used to do. And there are other ayat that highlight that great reward for the people in paradise and that they will have whatever they desire in paradise. فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِيهِ الْأَنفُسِ That within paradise will be whatever they desire. Whatever they desire, they will find that in paradise. So these righteous ones are in that lofty paradise. جَنَّةٍ عَالِيَةٍ الْعُلُوْ ضِدُّ السُّفُولِ فَهِيَ فَوْقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ السَّبَعِ وَمِنَ الْمَعْلُومِ أَنَّهُ فِي يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ تَزُولُ السَّمَاوَاتُ السَّبْعُ وَالْأَرَضُونَ وَلَا يَبْقَى إِلَّا الْجَنَّةُ وَالنَّارِ فَهِيَ عَالِيَةٌ وَأَعْلَاهَا وَوَسَطَهَا الْفِرْدَوْسُ الَّذِي فَوْقَ So they are going to be in these elevated, in the elevated and lofty paradise. And that of course means high up, as opposed to being low down. That's why they say paradise is the different levels, the darajat, that it goes up and up and up paradise. Whereas the hellfire, it goes down and down and down, darakat, into pits. One pit of the hellfire lower than another pit, and another pit of the hellfire lower than that next pit. It goes down in pits, whereas paradise goes up in levels, so they will be in the lofty paradise above the seven heavens. And the Sheikh says it is known that on the day of judgment, the seven heavens and the seven earths, they will no longer remain. The seven heavens and the seven earths will no longer remain on that day. And it will only be paradise and hellfire that remains. And so paradise will be lofty and high, 
and the highest part of paradise, a'laha wa wasatuha, al-firdaus. And the, the middle and higher parts of paradise are known as al-firdaus. And then above all of that is the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's where they will be. And then Allah tells us, لا تسمع فيها That they will not hear any harmful or false speech in there. There will be no such thing as harmful or false speech in there. اي لا تسمع في هذه الجنة قولة لاغية أو نفسا لاغية بل كل ما فيها جد كل ما فيها سلام كل ما فيها تسبيح وتحميد وتهليل وتكبير so they will not hear any type of false and inappropriate speech in that paradise. They will not hear any type of false or inappropriate speech in that paradise of any nature. No person will be speaking with any type of false an inappropriate speech. Rather, everything in paradise is upon earnestness. Everything in paradise is upon that goodness and seriousness. There is no false speech and there is no harmful speech. But rather, everything is safe and sound in paradise. Everything is safe and sound in paradise, and every, everything in there will be the tasbih and the tahmeed and the tahleel and the takbir, meaning the praise and the glorification and extolation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we say subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar, it will all be speech of goodness and praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they, the people of paradise, will be able to do that dhikr in a manner that comes as naturally as breathing to a person. As naturally as you breathe, you will be upon great remembrance and dhikr and praise of Allah in paradise without any burden or difficulty and hardship upon a person. لا يشق عليهم It will not be of any difficulty upon anyone. They will be able to do that praise and remembrance of Allah just as easy as the breathing comes to a person. فهم دائما في ذكر الله عز وجل وتسبيح وأنس وصرور وَيَأْتِ بَعَضُهُمْ إِلَى بَعَضٍ يَزُورُ بَعَضُهُمْ بَعَضًا فِي حُبُورٍ لَا نَظِيرَ لَهُ So they will constantly be upon that tasbih, upon that praise and glorification and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and there will be that happiness and joy and the sociability of goodness between everyone and that joy and happiness between them and companionship and they will come to one another and they visit one another they visit one another they come to one another fi hubur Ah, in, in, in happiness, in a state of happiness and joy that there is no comparison of. They will be in a state of elation, a state of elation and joy and happiness that there is no comparison or equal to. In this world, you may go visit someone and you are happy to see them. And you're happy to have got the chance to go visit them. And you feel that joy and happiness, especially maybe if you haven't seen a person for a while. But the type of joy and happiness that they will have in paradise upon visiting one another, it will be of a level that is not comparable to anything that exists here. And then it mentions, فِيهَا عَيْنٌ that there will be in there a running spring. There will be a running spring. And this spring, this water, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned it in other in another part of the Quran about the rivers in paradise about the different types of rivers that exist in paradise. Some of them are of water that never goes off in any way, pure and clean water always. And some of them of milk, whereby its taste never goes off or changes. And some of them of wine, delicious to those who drink them. And some of them of pure honey. Four types of rivers that are mentioned in paradise. The clean and pure water and the milk that does not change its taste ever. And the wine that is delicious to those who drink and the pure rivers of honey, the pure honey rivers, four types of rivers mentioned in paradise, and that is here connected to that there will be a running spring in paradise, meaning a spring of water like these rivers, these four different types of rivers that will be in paradise. And Jariya, أي تجري حيث أراد أهلها لا تحتاج إلى حفر ساقية ولا إقامة أخدود. So there will be rivers in paradise that flow without banks. They flow without banks, without river banks. Here in this world, to have a river flowing, it must have river banks on the side of it, so the water can flow in between and not elsewhere but in paradise those rivers will flow and there will be no river banks on either side of them the water will just be flowing in a river 
Nothing holding it in place like in this world you need the river banks to hold it in place. But in that world, in the afterlife in paradise, the rivers will flow wherever the people want them to flow. Whichever way the inhabitants want them to go, the rivers will flow without needing to dig anything up, without needing to make any banks at the sides. Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned, Anharuha fi ghayri ukhdudin jarat, subhana mumsikuha anil fayadhan, that the rivers will flow without banks. And glory be to Allah, the one who holds them in place from overflowing. Meaning without the river banks, normally the water would just go everywhere. It wouldn't flow as a river. Ibn al-Qayyim said, glory be to Allah who holds them in place. They are maintained in place, flowing in the directions they need to flow. Without any river banks at the side, holding the water in place. Then also Allah mentions, فِيهَا سُرُرٌ مَرْفُوعًا They will have thrones raised high. They will have thrones raised high up. And in this section, the sheikh, he says, look at how these rewards are all mentioned. The surur marfu'a, the elevated and raised thrones, meaning that they are aliyah, ijlisuna alayha itafakkahun, that they will be high and elevated, high and elevated, raised up thrones, where they shall sit. It mentions in some of the ayat, the araik. Araik, as we say, like the sofas, meaning like the thrones, the thrones of paradise that they will be sitting on. They will be high and elevated thrones. And then also, they will have they will have cups available to them at hand at their disposal يعني الأكواب جمع كوب وهو الكأس موضوعة يعني ليست مرفوعة عنهم بل هي موضوعة لهم متى شاءوا شربوا فيها من هذه الأنهار الأربعة التي سبق ذكرها so there will be cups everywhere at their disposal and available. Anytime they want to drink from one of those four rivers mentioned, there are cups everywhere there at their disposal. Immediately they can drink. Everywhere they go, wherever they are, the cups are there ready and available at their disposal to be able to drink from any of those rivers whenever they want. And then also, وَنَمَارِقُ مَصْفُوفَةً And there will be cushions set in rows. Cushions set in rows. وَنَمَارِقُ جَمْعُ نَمْرُقَةً وَهِيَ الْوِسَادَةً أَوْ مَا يُتَّكَأُ عَلَيْهِ So that is the cushion. 
a type of cushion that you would lean on. So they will have these cushions that are laid out for them and spread out for them for their usage. Cushions set in rows available for them. And it mentions that they will be masfufa ala ahsani waj taltadhul ayn biha qabla an yaltadhul badn balittika'i ilayha. That they will be laid out in such a beautiful way that you will find enjoyment just looking at how beautifully they are laid out. That your eyes take comfort by just looking at how magnificently they are laid out. Your eyes take comfort from the vision of them. Let alone your body actually sitting on them and then taking comfort from that. Just by looking at them, you already feel comfortable. From the way and the beauty of how they are and how they will be laid out, you experience comfort in your eyes already before you experience the physical, actual comfort of your body sitting on them. Then also was Arabiyyumabithutha and rich carpets spread out everywhere. Azarabi, it mentions here, the Sheikh says, it is the highest quality flooring. The highest quality of carpets, as we say. It is of the highest quality. And mabthutha, meaning manshura, fi kulli makat, that they will be spread, these, these luxury carpets, as we call them here in this world now, from the best of what can be, they will be spread everywhere. So now the Shaykh says, Do not think though, But all these things that we're speaking about, about these thrones that they will sit on, and these cups that they will drink from, and these carpets that will be everywhere, do not think that these things are in any way resemblant, similar to what you see and experience in this world. Do not think that they will be anything resemblant or similar to what you see and experience in this world though. لِأَنَّهَا لَوْ كَانَتْ تُشْبِهُ مَا فِي الدُّنْيَا لَكُنَّا نَعْلَمُ نَعِيمَ الْآخِرَةِ If these things were going to be similar or resemblant of what we have in this world, then we would already know the kinds of blessings that are going to be in paradise. If the, these carpets or these plush floorings are going to be the same as the kinds of things, the luxury kinds of things that exist in this world. Now that we already know what it's going to be. And if the beautiful cups that are available are going to be like what we have here, we already know what it is then. And if the thrones are going to be like the luxury ones we have here, then we would already know what they are. So these items, do not think in any way you can imagine what they are going to be like. They are not going to be like the cups and the thrones and the carpets of this world. 
ونعلم حقيقته so if we knew لو كانت تشبه ما في الدنيا لكنا نعلم نعيم الاخره ونعلم حقيقته we would then know the blessings of the afterlife and we would know their reality if they were just going to be the same as what we have in this world ولهذا قال ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما ليس في الآخرة مما في الدنيا إلا الأسماء فقط that there, Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما said there is nothing in paradise from the affairs of this world other than names the names are the same so we're saying there are going to be cups in paradise and there are going to be these rivers in paradise and there are going to be these types of carpets in paradise and there are going to be these thrones in paradise all of those words we use them for items in this world cups and carpets and thrones and we use those words for items in this world so the names are the same we use the names but the realities of what those names are and what's behind them that is completely different in paradise to this world cups in paradise are not going to be like cups in this world and the thrones in paradise are not going to be like what thrones you might see in this world and those carpets being spoken of are not going to be like the carpets of this world the names we're using are the same but the items are going to be completely different فنحن لا نعلم حقيقة هذه النعم المذكورة في الجنة وإن كنا نشاهد ما يوافقها في الاسم في الدنيا لكنه فرق بين هذا وهذا So we do not know the reality of what these things are going to be like in paradise what these blessings are going to be like and the reality of them in paradise even if we have names the words the nouns we use them for things in this world but the reality of what is in paradise there is a big difference between what is there and what is here then in the next section allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says افلا ينظرون الى الابل كيف خلقت والى السماء كيف رفعت والى الجبال كيف نصبت والى الارض كيف سطحت in this section now allah says do they not look at the camels how they are created and at the heaven how it is raised and at the mountains how they are rooted fixed and at the earth how it is outspread so now we have these four parts lamma qarrara allah azza wa jalla fi hadhihi as-sura hadith al-ghashiyah wa hiya yawm al-qiyamah wa bayyana anna an-nasa yanqasimuna ila qismayn wujuhun khashi'ah 'amilah nasibah تصلى نارا حاميه ووجوه ناعمه لسعيها راضيه وبين جزاء هؤلاء وهؤلاء قال 
So in this particular surah so far, Allah has mentioned at the beginning about the recompense of the evildoers. Those whose faces shall be disgraced on that day. Then after that, in this part we've just done, Allah mentioned the opposite. The ones who are going to be overjoyed on that day and their reward and the good that they will receive. So after mentioning those two parties of that day, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights here, do they not look at the camels, how they are created? This question, this question, do they not look at the camels, how they are created? It is a question, but not for the sake of it being a question. It is a question as a reprimand. This is a question being used as a reprimand. Do they not look at the camels, how they are created? It is a rebuke and a reprimand. That is the purpose of the question here. <laughs> So here Allah is rebuking and reprimanding those carrying on from the earlier section at the beginning, those who disbelieved and those who were the wrongdoers. It is a reprimand of them, the ones who rejected the day of judgment and rejected the belief in all of this. Allah's reprimanding them, saying to them, did you not look at the clear signs that were shown to you in the world? To prove to you the reality of all of this so that you would have iman. Did you not look at the clear signs that were there in front of you in this world to be able to see that this is truth and to believe in Allah and to worship Allah? And the first sign that Allah began with was the camel because this was something well known at the time to Quraysh, to the Arabs, the camels. They all had camels. Camels were here, there, everywhere. Camels were all over the place in their villages, towns, all over the place. They used camels day in, day out. So they were very accustomed to camels. So Allah said, do you not look at the camel, how it is created? Look at the creation of this creation. Of this camel, the way that it is, the way that Allah has created it, the way that it can survive in the heat and the desert, the way that it can survive without water, the way that it can carry all the weight and all of these things about the camel in the way that it's created. Does it not show you that there is a creator? So Allah rebukes them and reprimands them for rejecting the clear signs that were there in front of their faces. Do you not look at the camel, how it is created? And they used to ride on camels, they used to milk the camels, 
They used to eat the camels. They used to benefit from the skins and fur of the camels. They used to benefit and be completely mixed in with the camels every day. So Allah says, do you not look at the camels and think, look at this tremendous creation, how it has been created to give you the clear indication upon the Creator. So, أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ يعني كيف خلقها الله عز وجل هذا الجسم الكبير المتحمل تجد البعير تمشي مسافات طويلة لا يبلغها الإنسان إلا بشق, بشق الأنفس وهي متحملة Look at the way that the camel has been created with this huge body and this camel, how it can walk and walk long distances that humans on foot would not be able to do so except with great burden. And the camel can do all of that carrying weight on top. وَتَجِدُ الْبَعِيرَ أَيْضًا يَحْمِلُ الْأَثْقَالِ وَهُوَ And you see that the camel you can put the, the, the weight or the baggage and everything else on top of the camel whilst it is sitting down. You can put all the heavy load onto the back of the camel whilst it is kneeling down. And then, ثُمَّ يَقُومْ فِي حَمْلِهِ لَا يَحْتَاجُ إِلَى مُسَاعِدًا And then the camel will get up by itself with all of that weight on its back. It gets up by itself. Unlike a human now, if you were given some huge thing to carry whilst you're sitting down and then told to stand up, you wouldn't be able to. Somebody would need to help you up. But the camel, you put all of this weight onto its back whilst it's kneeling down and then by itself it has the power to be able to stand up straight. Normally, even with animals, normally, even with other animals, they can't do that. Imagine a horse or, or, or a, don- a donkey or some other animals, you put a big weight on their back when they are sitting down, they wouldn't be able to get themselves up. Other animals typically can't do that. But the camel has been created in this way with this power, with this strength that it can do that. From the sitting position, carry all of that weight and stand up. لكن هذه الإبل أعطاها الله عز وجل قوة وقدرة من أجل مصلحة الناس. But Allah subhanahu wa taala gave the camel this strength and power for the benefit of the people. لأن الإنسان لا يمكن أن يحمل عليها وهي قائمة لعلوها. Because if the camel couldn't get up then the only other alternative would be for people to somehow pick up these heavy loads themselves up to the camel. And that would be extremely difficult. That would be extremely difficult. You have like uh, some huge load, 50 kilograms heavy. You cannot just pick that up and put it on top of the camel. 50 kilograms, it's like when you travel, you have your big suitcases. Like two of those is 50 kilograms Pick them both up in one go, lift them up. It's not easy, it's not possible. So Allah made the camel in this way that it can sit down. You can put all of that heavy kilograms and kilograms and kilograms on it and it will stand up by itself. 
That is from the amazing way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the camel for the benefit of the people. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى يَسَّرَ لَهُمُ الْحَمْلِ عَلَيْهَا وَهِيَ بَارِكَةٌ ثُمَّ تَقُومُ بِحَمْلِهَا So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easy for the people that the camel can be loaded up whilst it is sitting down and then it has the power and the strength to be able to stand up by itself. And there are many benefits, many benefits within them. وَلَهُمْ فِيهَا مَنَافِعٌ Many benefits from that. Uh, so do they not show their gratitude and thankfulness? So there are many benefits with the camels. And the Shaykh says the people who directly look after camels, they will know about the benefits more than the rest of us. So, أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ وَلَمْ يَذْكُرْ سِوَاهَا مِنَ الْحَيْوَانِ كَالْغَنَمُ الْبَقَرُ وَالضَّبِي وَغَيْرِهَا لِأَنَّهَا أَعَمْ الْحَيَوَانَاتِ نَفْعًا وَأَكْثَرُهَا مَصْلَحَةً لِلْعِبَادِ No other example is given here, only the camels. And that is because the camels have the greatest benefits, more than cows and sheep and goats and other animals of that nature. The camels have such a Huge benefit for the people more than the other animals. So Allah mentioned the camels as the example in the uh, surah. Then Allah mentioned, وَإِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ And do not look to the heaven, to the sky, how it's been raised up. يعني وَيَنْظُرُونَ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ بِمَا فِيهَا مِنَ النُّجُومِ وَالشَّمْسِ وَالْقَمَرِ وَغَيْرُ ذَلِكِ وَغَيْرُ هَذَا مِنَ الْآيَاتِ الْعَظِيمَةِ الَّتِي لَمْ يَتَبَيَّنْ كَثِيرٌ مِنْهَا إِلَى الْآنِ So do they not look at this sky, this tremendous sky that has been lifted and raised above us with all of these stars that are in it and the sun and the moon and many great affairs the shaykh says have not even become apparent to us until recent times with all of these discoveries and what they see and what they become aware of all of these great things in that sky that are that is raised above us wala naqulu inna hadhihi al-ayat as-samawiyyah hiya kull al-ayat bal la'alla hunaka ayat kabira 'azima la nudrikuha hatta al-an and the sheikh says that we should not say, and we do not say, that this sky, or as they say now, this galaxy and this universe, all of what you see up there, and the millions of stars and everything, you would think maybe this is the greatest of signs, the sun and the moon and all of those things. The Shaykh says we don't necessarily say that. There could be other things that we are not yet aware of. There could be other things that we are not yet aware of in this great creation of Allah. So we do not say that the sky is the greatest sign of Allah and the stars and the sun and the moon, all these things in the universe. But could be that there's something even greater and more from the signs that we are not yet able to perceive. So Allah says here regarding the sky though, كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ اَيْ رُفِعَتْ هَذَا الْإِرْتِفَاعِ الْعَظِيمِ that the sky has been elevated and raised this great amount above us. 
ومع هذا فليس لها عمد مع أن العادة أن السقوف لا تكون إلا على عمد and there are no pillars there are no pillars to hold it up and normally a building requires pillars anything that is standing up any type of ceiling any type of roof requires some pillars to hold it up some type of structure to hold it up and yet the sky is held up there without any amida without any of those pillars to hold it up لكن هذا السقف العظيم المحفوظ قام على غير عمد that this great sky is standing without any pillars without any uh, foundation or pillar beyond that holding it up without any structure holding it up and that is mentioned in the Quran as well that this great sky that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the one who raised the heavens without any pillars that you can see without any pillars that are observed there are no pillars holding it up and then also after that وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ كَيْفَ نُصِبَتْ and do they not look at the mountains how they have been fixed into the ground but that section is a bit longer. There's a, a more detail in the explanation. We'll stop at that section and start that part from next week, insha'Allah ta'ala. From the ayah, وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ كَيْفَ نُصِبَتْ And do they not look at the mountains, how they have been fixed and grounded as pegs. So that is where we'll start from next time, insha'Allah ta'ala. We'll conclude upon that point for today.